Welcome to Bo's Cafe. Hey, hey. Hey, David. Hello again. You had a uh, birthday last night, right? A little birthday party. Yeah, oh, not, yeah. not for myself, yeah. but for my daughter, Elliot. Yeah, she's four. Four years old. And uh, we had a really good time. It was a little tea party. Whoa. And she received many, many stuffed animals. And uh, she received a whole family of rabbits. Oh. That she was very excited about, and there's these rabbits little... are her animal, and uh, not really. It's yeah. just it's probably convenient because it's yeah. April or almost April, and yeah. they're around. I don't Lots know. of Easter bunnies but, around, yeah. And and she got this. Li- what when we asked her what she wanted, she said that she wanted a little bird, and we clarified, "Do you mean a real little bird?" And she goes, "No, just a little <laughs> bird." <laughs> and so uh, we found this little bird that sings to you, and then it, when you whistle at it. It'll whistle back to you, and it just sits on your little finger like a ring kind of oh, a thing. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. It's really very cute. Did she uh, like oh, it? Oh, she loves it. Tell, uh, tell, tell her about the names that oh, she yeah. has. Some she, of her she animals. She has some clever names for or interesting names for her animals. She has one um, cat that she loves very dearly, and she named that cat Stinky Diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a bear named Mr. Nobody. <laughs> And then she, <laughs> that's not good for your self-esteem, <laughs> Mr. Nobody. Or stinky diaper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and her little rabbit is named Little Trip because he's little and he'll go on trips with her. Oh, very oh. nice. But it's really funny when she's crying at night saying, I need my stinky diaper. <laughs> or where's Mr. Nobody? <laughs> and we're tearing up the house looking for Mr. Nobody. And I'm thinking... This is odd. <laughs> Just, this is oh, that's great. so precious, David. Yes. Oh. So, a fun four-year-old tea party. Oh, it wow. was really, really good. She, she receives love like no one I've ever seen. She just soaks it all in. If you give her any amount, wow. she just her face brightens up like, like the angels have come. From down from heaven, it's really, really fun, and it, I think it really just reminds me over and over and over again how we all so desperately desire to be loved, but we figure out a way to um, kind yeah. of shield it so that people don't know, and my daughter just can't do that. She just, if you love on her, she just explodes with bliss, and it's, a, it's wonderful. Oh, that is wonderful. We're going to get after that in this oh, uh, podcast, wow. but we're going to come at it from a different angle yeah. because we're, we're continuing in the Grace Fears series. So what, what do I fear about grace? And one of the fears, or sometimes the objections that people have, is that if I believed in God's grace, wouldn't that cause me to stop striving against sin? Mm-hmm. If I believed in God's grace, wouldn't that cause me to stop striving against sin so it's a great fear Mm -hmm. or objection to raise Mm -hmm. a lot of people think it um so when i say that what comes to mind you guys for me immediately is yes you will oh praise god praise god if you understand grace you will you will will. stop striving against sin right you will and that's a good thing in your mind oh that's a wonderful thing why is that a good thing uh, because the whole the whole dynamic is that if I see that it's my objective to deal against sin, I will in fact 
live a life of trying to sin less. Okay. As the proof that I'm striving against sin. In other words, I'm trapped in that dilemma of sin being the most important way to measure grace. As long as it's in my godliness. In my godliness. If that's my mindset. But if love is the great measure of grace, then my whole mindset changes. Then then everything changes. And I got to be able to focus on that. Now, we we know we we we've been around a little bit, and we understand that for a lot of people, this idea of striving against sin is is uh, where their theology takes them in terms of language in Colossians and Romans, where it talks about and not put to death. You know, you do this, you put to death, and and uh, knowing that this is what we were going to talk about this morning just a minute or so ago I was looking for this key verse Bruce and, and David in, in Romans chapter 8 and it says in verse 13 but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you shall live now that's that to me is the whole crux of this matter I have no ability to battle sin like none I've proven that my flesh, I have no ability to fight against my own flesh. That's the Spirit of God's opportunity. And a verse above that it says, If you are in Christ, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. That's verse number 10. And, and the, the Spirit is alive in us because we are righteous. That's, that's it. the source of of his presence is what Jesus did in us. Now, our confidence has to be that he's actually there, that he's actually there. And imagine, as he he says in Romans 7 and 8, imagine that it's not me, but the Spirit of God in me that's fighting against my flesh. Now, that's a good fight. And the winner is on my team. <laughs> the spirit yeah. of God is on my side, and He's fighting against the flesh. If I fight against the flesh, I will lose every time, because I do not have the ability to deal with sin. That's why Jesus. We know the theology. Jesus died for every sin because I can't manage any sin. But people still believe that managing sin or working against it or striving against it. So that's just a theological response that I have, and. To me, that creates the possibility of incredible freedom. Do I really believe that the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is alive in me? Do I believe that his presence is in fact there because of who God has made me? Do I really believe, therefore, that I don't have to serve the flesh? Now, one more thought, and you guys share in this. See, one of the dynamics is that if I can defeat the flesh, I don't have to serve it. See, that's 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 one of the dynamics. And and so therefore, what am I going to do? I'm going to defeat the sin in my flesh, so I don't have to serve it. Yeah, and right. that that to me is where the trap is. And how do how do people get into that trap? They 
they are put how does that work well there's no distinction between i'm going to work really hard and i'm going to work really hard now that i have god because obviously now god is partnering with me so that's the same thing now i just work harder but now i've got extra firepower but that's not really what god is saying so we have to make the distinction and, and some people would say that's a distinction without a difference but it's not no it's not david well said it's not a distinction it's a big difference it's it's uh, uh, two things. I'll respond to David and, and to your question, Bruce. David's hitting a really important key. He used language that I want us to be really careful of. Our relationship with God is not a partnership. <laughs> it's not a partnership. It is not a partnership. It is not I do my part, God does his part. That's a partnership. No. I have no ability to do any part. And we get that for salvation. Absolutely. But then we move into our Christian life and we assume the rules have changed. Right. So I don't, I don't get to have a part. Why? Because he knows I have no ability to deal with my sin or my flesh. That's why the Holy Spirit in me is critical. Now, so that's the theology of it. How we get into it, again, is what we said, I said at the very beginning. I think we get into it because of where we put our focus. If our focus is sin, then our battle is against sin. If that's the focus of grace. No, God has dealt with sin at the cross. That's God's focus. He turned it around for us to have our focus on love. You mentioned freedom a few minutes ago. And that reminds me of the verse that says uh, it was for freedom that Christ set you free. In Galatians 5, it wasn't freedom to sin, it was freedom to love. And if I am free to love, I will sin less. Amen. But if I focus on sin, I won't necessarily love more. No, in fact, some of the most unloving people in the world are the Pharisees. Who are focused on not sinning. uh, Constantly. All the external rules. Exactly. And and love really is opposed to sin. I mean, maybe that's the wrong word, but God's love, when you think about the sins that you do against people or the sins of um, selfishness or the sins of, you know, these things, they're, they're really sins of um, meeting my own needs, which love is meant to meet my needs, or trying to meet, um, you know, trying to meet my needs in a way that's outside of what God's love will do. Amen. And so sin, uh, you, it's not that grace doesn't take... We've said this a million times, that it doesn't take sin seriously. But people might be confused right now because last week we were just talking about effort. And we need to connect these two points of, you know, there's incredible effort in this life, and yet we're not focused on sin. So is it incredible effort and loving? Well, we, we know some people who've incredible efforted love and yet still didn't love anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, David, I think you bring up maybe a whole new subject. In, in the combination, no, but in the combination of those two realities. In, in other words, what part do I then have? What, what, right. what is my part? Because we do have a we part, have, we a have big a part. part. What is my part? Okay, and, and the, the beauty of that question, and maybe that's a whole new time, but for me, the beauty of that question is this. What I do in my part is I reveal to God and others what sin is doing to me. That's my part. I reveal to God and others 
what is true about me when I sin, when I'm sinned against. I, I, I've got to come to that place where I can trust God and others for what is true about me, including every aspect of my sin. Which reminds me of that other scripture that says, as you have received the Lord, so Amen. walk in him. How did you receive the Lord? You trusted him to do that work. And now as you walk in him in your Christian life, you do that same thing. You trust God and others with your life. Amen. And that is how you learn not only to receive love, you learn to give love Amen. and sin less. Yeah. And same with bearing each other's burdens. There's a, there's that sense that that's one of the finest times you get to love mm -hmm. is when you get to hear the burden on someone's heart and you get to say, hey, that's not... Which takes a lot of effort. That really does. Yeah. Sure it does. You know, one other thing that you triggered in me, David, was this reality. You, you were mentioning the, um, the, this aspect of love and sin or the contrast or the, com or the contrast. And, and that's this. It's, it's ironic. But love actually fulfills the law. That, that's ironic. It's like, wait, I'm striving really hard with my sin yeah. as a proof of my godliness so that when I sin less, I can love you more. Just the opposite is true. Yeah. When I love, I will not commit the Ten Commandments against you. Yeah. Yeah, and if I do, then I'll care that I do, Ex and I'll want exactly. I'll want other people's help to say I I want to love you. I don't want to do this, and I have no, uh, it seems no ability to help. So that that would be a reason to have places where people can rehab from alcohol addiction. That would be a reason yeah. for people to care about porn addiction. That would be a reason for people Amen. to all of Amen. these things which are destructive, is based out of this. I want to live a life of love, experience Amen. love, and those things are which confirms that only. Only grace is not soft on sin. Right. That's the, that's the beauty of this gospel. Well, I, Bill, I want to I shut this podcast down before David opens up any more questions. Yes, uh, yeah, more we'll themes. never get done. No, no, that's it. So you guys, we'll see Thanks, you next David. week.